Is the next big thing in streaming actually something quite small? We'll debate it next on our 50th episode. You're listening to The A-Game, an adcom podcast chronicling the week in media, technology, and agency life, featuring Joel Hammond, Jim Ganser, and Jeff Culleton. Welcome back to the program. This is the show that is 50 episodes old. Congratulations, everyone, oh, by the way. congrats. All around. Michael Pauks, congratulations. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, it's It's been a coming-of-age story. The show just had its uh, most recent appointment with the proctologist, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Their show just had a colonoscopy. <laughs> oh, by the way, my name's Jim Ganser. I'm the VP of Media and Acquisition at Adcom, and joining me for the program is Whoa. the one and only account director, senior digital strategy director, and... <laughs> Hopefully somebody with a new title that's shorter and more concise, Jeffrey Culleton. Good afternoon. <laughs> Seriously, that title is... It's awful. It's ridiculous. Is that your actual title? I don't even know. It's like 15 words long? It oh, is, I, it's I, 15 words. It, it, it makes no is. sense whatsoever. I'm changing it. Yeah. You know who's got a more concise title? Uh, our main man, Joel, over here, hey. who is our <laughs> director of PR. The dude. The dude, the the dude, dude. abides. Because he's got a mustache today. Yeah, yep. he does, and... And it's a beautiful cookie duster. It is. It looks it great. Really is. I love cookies. I love cookies. <laughs> but I mean, you should really talk to Joel. Joel's got a more manageable. Um, I'll get title. into it. Yeah. I'll get into it. Yeah. PR director. I know. I think he. I think we found a way to add on some more words to, to Joel's title as well. Yeah. Can we just like simplify it? Yeah. Yours. Nice guy. Yeah. And then you know who's Swiss Army knife. The dude. Willing, willing to help you in any scenario. Yes. El Dutorino, if you're yeah. not in a little brevity thing. <laughs> did you do you hear Jim's intro? It was amazing. Fifty. Oh, we have done fifty. Oh, I mean, it was amazing. But the alliteration, it was exquisite. Yeah, it was great. I try. The I try. Fifty episodes. How we long done... does it take you to write that? Uh, in the moment. Actually, it's in the moment. Get yeah. out of here. God, he's so good. I scribble. I scribble you know, it down. Get, get out of here. No, seriously, like a, leave. Like, <laughs> take fifty episodes is too many for you. You're he's done. He's like a young Walter Cronkite. That's right. That's right. So, a topic of the day. You know, here we are. Which is the, it, it has is visceral around this table right off the jump. Mm. Well, I mean, we've we've talked we had to, to stop talking before. Yeah, we did. it got too heated. We're like, wait a minute, we got to get this. We on were tape. using all the good stuff. Yeah. Got to get this on tape. So I'm going to tee it up, and then we're going to talk about this a little bit. Um, we're reacting to a story that was published on CNN. There is a new streaming platform, of course. You know, I mean, that's nothing new. It seems like everybody's coming out with their own pay platform. Um, but this one is a little bit different. So they've got a couple big names attached to it. Meg Whitman, who's the former head of eBay, Hewlett Packard, is teaming up with Jeffrey Katzenberg of DreamWorks animation fame. So both of them have held not insignificant positions. Huge, is what you're saying. Very high profile people. They've, very they've created content and managed extremely large scale digital organizations. Absolutely. From a technology and a storytelling co component. Mm -hmm. Absolutely strong. Biggest of the list. A-list people putting in, and they've raised over a billion dollars for this, this platform that they're launching. Is that even a big deal anymore? I think billion, Like a billion's a, it's still big. That's I mean, big. think right. about, and, and I know we'll get to this, but I mean, and this is not, the quote from Katzenberg was funny. I mean, these people didn't do this to be nice. These are smart people, he said. I mean, talking about Disney, Time Warner, you know, it's great. Yeah, like so big ticket, Yeah, big ticket stuff. But here's the take. 
This is short, short form, premium produced content on small screens. It is mobile only. Mobile only. It is mobile only, and there's two tiers for pricing. There is a four ninety nine a month, which has advertising, or you can get zero advertising for seven ninety nine a month. But the shows are no more than ten minutes, and it's designed not to compete with the Netflix, the Hulu's, the HBO Now's thirty minute to Warner an hour media's. It is trying to create a new behavior within the day. They're actually targeting a different part of the day than the evening. Time. Is it filling a new? Mm. Is it filling an, uh, a shorter window of existing behavior with content versus creating a new behavior? I think it is competing with other things, and I think we should talk about it a little bit. I, so that's I mean, why I came here. Two reasons. <laughs> talk about that. <laughs> drink some beer and talk about it. Drink some Looks like we're all out of beer. Came here. <laughs> we are all out of beer. Jeff has drank, Jeff drank all of it. it all. all of it. Eh, what um, are you going to do? So why, why don't we talk about this a little bit? We've all got some opinions. Jeff, initial take on this, on this program. Obviously, these are really blue chip, high level, premium folks yeah. um, getting good money from reputable sources. This has got to be, you know, a, a big hit, right? Uh, well, so you, you both, well, let me rephrase it. Joel reacted to it in a way that, like, I reacted to it completely differently. One of the things, you remember when uh, uh, 24 came out? Oh, it's love that show. show. And it was like the first couple of seasons you were just like. It was ahead of its time. It was so intense that you were like, what the hell is going on? Like, this guy's day can't be this bad. And then there's season two, you're like, oh my God, what's going on? His day can't be this bad again. Yeah. And what I what I, I see in this, that I saw in that, was a, a shedding of like the superfluous stuff and the ability to create really intense content quickly. And so you, you said the, none of the pieces of content are over 10 minutes, but we're going to assume, I'm assuming for the moment that we're going to, Steven Spielberg is producing one of the first shows, that there's going to be uh, content series that have, you know, let's say 13 episodes, because that's a relative standard. You, you do a couple of things. One, you don't have to create all the excess. Maybe you just get to do the most intense pieces of the story rapid fire. And also, you don't have to create as much content, which I think are interesting. I don't know if it's going to work, but I, I think are at least interesting for the moment. You can take the inception of an idea and kind of bake it out in a real short form that you can break apart. But what I do think it does is we all walk around and see everybody on their phones doing everything. I was, there was somebody riding a bird scooter in front of the office today. They were getting into the turn lane to make a left, and she was on her phone. <laughs> And what I do think it does, interestingly, is fill a moment for most people that social media now fills. It is the uh, it is the 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 mindless time in between activities that right now what we do is we scroll. And what I think this serves to do, I think Meg Whitman said this is I'm I'm waiting for 15 minutes in the um, the doctor's office. And I've got something to do. I'm probably not going to get through a full episode of the new series, uh, season of Homeland, but I have this thing that's super intense that I got really interested in. So I, I'm actually a little bit more interested 
to uh, to to see how this plays out from a positive standpoint than it sounds like you were. So y- this discussion has has turned me on the topic a little bit. I'm a little bit more intrigued, fascinated by the the idea of you know, to, to your point of finding those pockets where I'm either on social or between meetings and I need a break. You know, I've had four meetings back to back. I was really locked in on this show last night. I've got 10 minutes right now. Yeah. Could I keep it going rather than waiting until tonight after my kids go to bed? You know, if the content is really good, we've talked about binging and, and people sure. binge. You don't want to wait from 10 p.m. when you go to bed the night before till 9 p.m. the next night when your kids go to bed so you can get a couple episodes in. So I love it from that regard. Um, I think my biggest concern is, you know, and, and I've, I've, I've softened on this since even 10 minutes ago when, when my first reaction, I'm really easy to, <laughs> Real you know. Real yeah, supporter you're right. stuff. He's got your vote. But I mean, Netflix benefits from having content that other people created. Certainly Netflix has succeeded and done very, very well with 100%. their with its own content, like, you know, Stranger Things and and these sorts of, of House other of cards. And yeah, of course. So but I think what Netflix that was that was well after the fact. Netflix made its made its money getting people in on on other people's content. Absolutely so my right. concern would be and these people know what they're doing. I mean, they have who are the actors and actresses like Anna Kendrick and and people that people know. Mm-hmm. And these 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 uh, uh, founders are are presumably know what they're doing. Your content better be darn good because if you are binging and you want people to keep coming back to this, why they why do they do it? The content's good, you know. And so Prime, Amazon Prime, and and Netflix, and that content is really good. Um, you know, without that hook of other stuff in the app. Can you get people there? Let know? me throw. Can I throw a wrinkle in real quick sure. before you? So, what is the most significant expenditure that Netflix or Hulu or any of the streaming services have right now? Yeah, what are they spending? So two pronged. I'm going to buy somebody else's thing because everybody likes The Office. Or number two, I'm going to create my original content because that's the that's my hook. That is the something that somebody else can't take away from me. Netflix's perspective, you know, Disney Plus comes out and usually some of your stuff's going away and some of that stuff gets watched intensely. I have to backfill that. The cost of that, I mean, every year the number goes up. I mean, at first it was like, oh my God, they're going to spend $500 million on creating their own content. And then it was, oh my God, they're going to spend a billion dollars. Now it's, I mean, it's past that doing things that are in this length, in this size of content, significantly reduces the amount of expenditure they have on original content creation. So if you're creating a series produced by Steven Spielberg that's 13 episodes and 10 minutes apiece, you are spending less money. And if the, you're right though, the content being good is the ultimate barometer. You can't yeah. just create. Before Jim jumps in though, I guess my, like if I am, if I'm a consumer of a new show, I'm cool with it being in 10 minute snippets, but if it's 130 minutes, right? I'm looking around like, hey, to me, I guess I don't see, and maybe it was mentioned in the story that I did not catch. Um, I don't see these people creating a much more truncated piece of content. Like, I guess what I'm viewing is they're going to film it or, or shoot it in ways that it's going to be 10 minutes, but you're going to have, 
you know, so you're thinking 39 episodes, 39, you know, so, so I don't know that that'll be interesting. But don't you, see. don't you feel like if, if you get locked in on the show and it's 13, 10 minute episodes, like, well, what, what, where's the rest of it? Let me give you an example to go off of. So right. you've seen the movie Silence of the Lambs. Yes. You watch the entirety of the movie, the Silence of the Lambs, or you watch, you know, four episodes of when Clarice goes into the basement. That in and of itself could be a series. I mean, that's phenomenal. Content. Yeah. I mean, that's that gives you chills every single time. Maybe you don't need to have yep. all of the upfront. Oh, of, you you said that earlier. Like, you know, you could get rid of some of the, you could get rid of some of the the filler. Yeah, you it's a fair s- point. Yeah, you yeah. could get rid of some of the filler, but I also think you're looking at a scenario where you could potentially say, I'm gonna use House of Cards again. House of Cards. <laughs> How it got had, weird. <laughs> but it had, That's but, an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> it had what, six, seven seasons, something like that? Yeah. You could turn one too many. Maybe one too many. <laughs> maybe two you, too many. Yeah. You could you could turn, you know, this bite sized piece into a season and then ultimately have a lot more. Your point is a good point though. You people still want that amount of story. The question is, how much do you give to them in each one of these series or seasons? Do you, do you, I'm sorry, Jim, do you, do you bill it as rather than waiting a full year until the next season comes out? Maybe it's a, it's a more frequent release, mm, you know, yeah. chop it up, but it's a more frequent release. And maybe that, that, that helps you build yeah. some more anticipation. Jim hates this idea. He's just been like champing at the bit to jump in. Let's do this. God. Come on. Get him. He's a little, he's a little Look scruffy out. today. He's ready to did go. We even, did we even say the name of this? No, you no, gotta it's, say it's it. called Quibi. It's called Quibi. We, uh, it's we, sh- it's a with an I. Quibi with an I. Isn't that cute? You hate it. Oh God! I it. Here's the thing: when when you're asking a consumer to pay money for a product, that product needs to be solving a real world problem for them. Because frankly, I've got YouTube. I could watch all kinds of short form content in my downtime. But you got to find it. Yeah, you got to find it anyway. And here's the thing that I'm struggling with with this. Is this really solving a consumer problem, this product? I think it's trying to create a new behavior, Hmm. which is challenging. It is challenging. Creating new behavior is is tough to do. And and also, it just... This is going to be a hot take. I'm just going to throw it out there. It... It feels just, it feels a little arrogant to me. There's very little substance to this product that I can even put my hands on. It is basically the product is two people with a great reputation and great connections. Steven Spielberg, actually, he? Uh, he, uh, he's doing the, the hot program that you're championing here on the program today. <laughs> no, he's... E.T.? He's kind of a big deal. No, he's kind, kind of a big, big deal. deal, yeah. Yeah, he's kind of a big deal. Because he definitely signs on for stuff that's that's empty. But he was a partner with Jeffrey Katzenberg. I mean, they were business partners together when we talked about DreamWorks Animation. So that's a direct connection right there. He has the inroad with Hollywood. Meg Whitman has a big inroad with Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. So I think what people are putting their money behind are these people. I don't think it's the concept. It's the concept... Yeah, it's great. People are watching short form video and that's cool that there's going to be this unique storytelling capability and you could only watch it on your smartphone. You know what I want? I want options. I want to watch whatever I want, wherever I want to watch it. Why am I restricting myself to one device? It feels like a gimmick. 
It feels like something that you're just trying to create a business plan to be able to say there's 2.5 billion smartphones in the world. People are walking around with TVs that could watch it anytime they want. You know what I can watch on my smartphone? I can watch Netflix. I can watch Hulu. I can watch YouTube. I can watch whatever I want. Let me challenge that real quick. Okay. So if this was you and I going to market Mm -hmm. and saying this is going to be a thing, I think that's a harder sell because you and I have a lot to lose. Meg Whitman, Whitman and Jeffrey Katzenberg don't. So reputationally, we can you can you know say in the market, oh this didn't work, blah blah blah. But frankly, I would argue that those two don't go at things that they don't have to or that they don't believe in because there's no point for them. There's they've already proven of the companies that came out of the early stages of the dot coms that really could have been nothing, eBay. Somebody could have taken that over, bastardized it. There could have been 15 other things. Meg Whitman made that relevant. And DreamWorks, I don't even want to start with DreamWorks because everything they do is literally gold and makes me cry because the beautiful storytellers. But they don't have to, they don't have to sell their reputations on ideas they don't think are massive. And that's what I think maybe where you and I differ on this is those are people that the money doesn't, the money doesn't matter. A billion dollars in between them, yeah, it's a lot of money, but it's more about, you know, those people are already wealthy. They have to build something that's huge and they don't take at bats unless the results are going to be huge. And so your argument of this feels like a nonsensical filler in a world full of fillers might be true, but I don't think it adds up when you're talking about the players involved. Suck it, Trebek. <laughs> have, you, have you have you met these folks? I don't know. They it look. sounds like you, it sounds like you've got a personal relationship with them, I and mean, you can you understand mean their psyche. You know, <laughs> Matt, Matt, Matt's and <laughs> Joel. I got a question for you. Oh gosh, I'm ready. <clears throat> Maybe. Are Maybe. you willing to spend five dollars a month to watch something short enough that you can? You know, while you're waiting in line at Starbucks, you could watch an entire episode. So is that something that you need to spend $5 on? Is I mean, that something that, that you would consider? Yeah, absolutely. If the content's good. If Five the, bucks? If the content's good. If the well, content's here's, good. Here's the thing. Nobody has seen any of these these shows. Right. The, the shows have not been produced. Nobody has seen the app. So wait, is, is, your, is your biggest objection to the idea that it can only be on your, you can only use it on your phone? Is that your biggest objection to it? My biggest objection to it is I've I've seen no proof that there's going to be anything that isn't custom built for this thing. And where the Hulus and the Netflix, yeah, it costs money to get um, content that's not originally produced. But how are they just going to constantly produce brand new content for yeah. this thing all the time? Right. It's all short form. Yep. And what if the content's not great? Look at Netflix. Have you looked on? They produce all kinds of shows. Half of them are not interesting to me. It's like, who's the audience for this thing? I don't know a lot about this thing. Have you, um, have you looked on like, surely you have, if you've gone on Netflix lately, what is, I am certain. (laughs) Don't call me surely. They have, I I mentioned this off the top, like they've had success with their own content, but 95% of what's in the app is other people's stuff. And right now, 99% of it is comedy specials. So this to me is exactly the point. So what's, I'm looking this up right now, so believe me, this didn't come right off the top of my head. Netflix's valuation at the moment is $145 billion. 
what does Netflix's valuation look like in two years when Disney Plus has really caught hold? What does it look like in four years when another streaming service comes out? You're looking at a massive fragmentation of the streaming market that is, everybody sees a lot of money there in subscription service. Revenue, recurring, makes a lot of sense to the people who want to show shareholder and, and, and investor valuations go up. This is interesting in the fact that they're only creating new content because everybody else right now is extremely vulnerable in buying other people's content, in giving you, who, bought, who just bought the Seinfeld stuff? Netflix? Netflix, because they lost the office. So, and that horse to trading- peacock, To the peacock. To the peacock is going to be going on like crazy. This actually has the ability to be much more forecastable if it's successful because they're only creating their own stuff. They're only buying their own stuff. And they don't have to be at the mercy of a sneaker wearing Jerry Seinfeld or the Friends cast or whatever it is. That, and you know, we're kind of thinking it out as we're talking about it right here. That to me is very interesting because this market is going to be very cannibalized in a decade. And the question is, who's going to win? And it's going to be Disney or it's going to be Hulu or it's going to be whomever it's going to be. But that is going to be a massively competitive set. Well, I, I want to just go on record and say that I'm not saying that this is going to fail. I'm just saying I don't know enough. Sounds like he's retreating. <laughs> I'm not saying it's going to fail. I am not optimistic <laughs> about it. And I think... <laughs> I think it's a little, it feels like a really compelling sales story. It feels like marketing. It feels like a good marketing story about a product that they're looking to sell. We are marketers. Yes. It doesn't feel like something that is necessarily solving a problem or doing something completely different. And I'm also weary because this feels like it is a different take on streaming, but streaming has become a mature market, right? I, would you agree with me that this is more of a mature market now? We got all of these entrants into the same space. Yeah, and it's uh, streaming is becoming cable mm -hmm. for all <laughs> intents and purposes. In the fact that, oh, we're going to give you the content you want. You're only going to have to pay eight or ten bucks a month. Well, the content that I want is so dispersed across platforms that instead of saving money by cutting the cord, I have to subscribe to all these different services. And lo and behold, all of a sudden, I'm paying a hundred bucks again. Yeah, but when you're you're talking about going into a mature market with a bunch of competitors creating their own content, what's to stop Netflix from just deciding to produce short-form content custom for your phone? That's a great point. That's a quick nothing. response. Absolutely Quick nothing. response. And they already have the production capabilities to do it. They do. There are a lot, there are a lot of um, players in the game that could potentially do that. Amazon are, is ready to go Mark on Zuckerberg. That. Do you think Mark Zuckerberg couldn't come up with, with something quick? <laughs> All they do to? is... All, all they do is take other people's ideas. He's going to do it within like a matter of like a, two weeks. I'm, I'm looking at this from the perspective. Sounded like an Elizabeth Warren supporter there. <laughs> I'm looking at this from the perspective of what's in it for the consumer and then the viability of the business. And if the idea is we just want to create a compelling story, get a bunch of people into it, I'm wondering why would you price it at $4.99, which is comparable with Disney Plus, and it's all original content and it's only on your phone and you stick it in your pocket. That's cool. I just, I feel like it should be a lower cost. They should be doing a land grab, try to get as many people to download this thing as possible mm -hmm. and then try to, you know, spin this off to, you know, Warner Media, 
you know what would be interesting? Yeah. And this is a, a little bit of a sociology thing. So I think the argument you're making is these other platforms have longer content. And therefore, $4.99 versus $7.99 is not a big enough gap. Like yeah. you're not providing enough. It'd be interesting to see if consumers are actually more gratified and find more value in these short form experiences versus, and I don't know, I mean, it's something we really, we could look back on the 150th episode and, and say in episode 50, this is something we debated, was is shorter form engagement actually better for the consumer than longer form engagement? And I'm, I'm honestly making this up as I go, but in that respect, would you flip-flop it and say, oh, for Netflix, I'm only going to pay $4.99, but for Quibi, I'm going to pay $8.99 because I find more gratification in it. You might find more gratification in it, but the way that they are marketing this currently is the fact that they're not going after Netflix, Hulu, Warner, Disney. They're trying to create a brand new behavior. They're targeting a different part of the day. So they're trying to get people to watch more video content in general. So it's not an or situation. It's an and situation. And you know what I don't have a lot of? I don't have a lot of time. Yeah, that you know third, what I mean? Yeah, that third kid. Exactly. And, <laughs> yeah, that third kid. And I, just, and I stopped it too. I just, I feel like they're looking for a hook. And they've sold the hell out of this to investors. And kudos to them. And if anybody can do it, it's these two crazy kids. You but, think this is the new WeWork? Just a house <laughs> of cards? I just, I don't. I just got him to snort. He uh, just snorted. We work. Adam uh, Newman, bad day. Actually, Adam Newman makes out looking like a genius. Yeah, I mean, this this could very well work. It just it seems labor intensive, and it is going to save money rather than buying Seinfeld and, and cutting it down. What's I mean, Seinfeld? It's it's a popular television program. It was a shot directly at Joel because yeah. he loves it so much. Oh God, I love Seinfeld. But I mean. <laughs> To use to use Jeff's example, he he took um, Silence of the Lambs and he cut it into like a, a three season, like short form series. It's like people can do this. Yeah. It can Side be of done. Fava beans. It can be done, and and I think it could be really interesting in in short order. But how many Steven Spielbergs are you going to put on? And P.S. I'm going to be able to watch all this stuff really fast. <laughs> That's a how great quickly. Play. I'm done with your complete product catalog in four days. Yeah, I just I just binge an entire series in one hour. I just binge an entire streaming channel. <laughs> yeah, in two days. Joel, you know how much it's going to cost to produce one of these shows? A lot. A hundred thousand dollars a minute. Mm. Does that sound cheap? Mm-mm. No, That's but, crazy. but in respect to. <clears throat> Other things that cost more, like building yachts, that's probably not a ton. All I guess I, I just keep going back to the fact that if you are not having the comedy specials of the world, the Breaking Bads, the Offices, the Seinfelds of the world, you bet. I mean, you got to have a lot of stuff on that app. Jim Jim made a good point earlier. I go on Netflix. I'm only interested in about three percent of it. Yeah, you know, or, you know, whatever the percentage is. But so if I go on Quibi and there's seven shows. You know, I'm going to like one of them. I'm going to watch it in like two hours. Yeah. So then what do I do? I cancel my subscription. <laughs> then you're out my $8. Good luck, Quibi. Weird, weird thing. Try putting gas in go. your... I got to go. Hey, you know what? Happy wanna... 50th, guys. Happy 50th, buddy. This has been great. <laughs> yeah, it, it has been good. I, You know what? I really enjoy the spirited conversation around this new product and this business model. Quibi. 
I think it's it's important for us to. Winnie. I mean, nobody wants to listen to a podcast where everybody's like, "Oh yeah, me too." Yeah. Hey, that's great. No, you're great. No, no you're great. great. You're great. But, no, no, you are. You're so smart. You guys are great. No, but this is such a. It, it's a growing. It's a growing channel. It's a growing medium. There's room for different thinking, um, but at the same time, I think you always need to have a little bit of healthy skepticism with some of this stuff. Sure. You've got it. You know, and maybe my my skepticism is unhealthy. No, I think it's healthy. Well, I try. I you also look want healthy. To be point counterpoint. But I, I appreciate the conversation around this and great points. Jeff, you made plenty of good points about this. And and sometimes you just need to find the right people with the right experience. And that experience is is enough to carry the weight with regard to programming. Can I can I seed an an idea for episode fifty one? Yes, I believe absolutely. It's a, a little bit of a teaser. Yes. Oh, well, it's not a teaser because we haven't decided to do it yet. Um, I am very, very, very intrigued by California passing the fair play law that allows uh, uh, amateur uh, athletes to get paid for their image and likeness. And the reason that I'm even more uh, intrigued by it is the number of states uh, that yesterday came out and uh, have, have attempted to put the exact same type of law into place. Um, and I'm really curious to see what happens for, it's gonna be the top 1% of the 1%, the Zion Williamson's of the world, but how it affects the branding and marketing of these young people and getting paid and the way it affects um, a massive institution like the NCAA. Um, I would love to talk about that next week and I'd love to see if we could have Kevin Griffin, who is not only a former NCAA athlete, but has an NCAA, NCAA playing son, uh, has uh, a massive amount of experience in the professional sports world. Um, but that's what I'm lobbying for because I think it is going to be just an unbelievably hot topic in our world over the next couple of years. You know, it would be a good solution to bridging the gap between that topic and this topic is actually bringing those college athletes into creating their own short form video series. Can I say Kablamo? Kablamo. I think you just Look did at it. that. You just, we just created Jeffrey Katzenberg. Give me a call. I, think I know I I'll apologize for my takes, my hot takes, but geez, you're going to have all these, you know, college athletes that can, you know, become the next, you know, uninterrupted video series. Like, oh, I'm signing with UCLA or Stanford or whatever. People love that. The and the part of my French. One of the reasons this became very intriguing to me is because we we live in Ohio. And one of the biggest, most prominent, and uh, most uh, revenue-centric college programs in the country is the Ohio State, just a few hours south of us. And um, their Gene Smith, their athletic director, uh, came out vehemently opposed to this law and said he would not schedule games against people in states who had these laws. I don't know. I have to do research on his argument and the exact whys of it. And once again, I think Kevin would be a really good um, kind of perspective on this. But I think it, it is going to be. There's so much money at stake. The 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 people that are going to be pulling at this thread are going to be the biggest of the big. And I think it's going to be really cool. And I think it's going to offer an opportunity for very few 
but some very young people, and I, I'm not saying this sarcastically, the Zion Williamsons, the Kylie Jenners of the world, these people who have massive followings, and but maybe very young, a tremendous amount of power in their brand and their likeness and their reputation. I'm curious to see where it goes. Yeah, it's going to be a good conversation. So make sure that you tune into the program next week. The easiest way to do it is to click subscribe. So if you're listening on Apple, you're listening on Stitcher, SoundCloud, subscribe to the program. Um, also, if you've got any thoughts heading into that program, any questions, you could tweet at us at the A Game Podcast on Twitter. So uh, I would like to thank Jeff not only for being here today, but for making it 50 episodes of the A Game. And I look forward to the next 50. This has been a neat thing, buddy boy. I love it. it. It's been great. And uh, I don't know if there's a song that conjures up 50 years. But I hope Mike finds it. I know. I, I, <clears throat> no pressure. No pressure. No pressure. Maybe Dancing on the Ceiling, uh, Lionel Richie. Maybe some Billy Ocean. Ooh. Maybe some Billy Ocean. Get out of my dreams, get into my car. Why wouldn't you? Oh my. I got a, I got a few reasons. Why? I got a few reasons. <laughs> Tune in next week where we're going to dive into California. Peace. Get out of-